Oh. Hey. What's up? <laughs> Ew, why did not do it? We're not reciting <laughs> No. Okay. Um, we're back. <laughs> and usually when we do stuff like that in the start of the podcast, this is raw. This is unfiltered. This is unedited. But usually we'll restart it when it's like that. <laughs> not today. <laughs> not today. Because it's spooky season. It's spooktober. <laughs> Damn it. Say it. Spooktober, bitches. <laughs> Happy spooktober, bitches. Um, we have a really spooky topic today. Like, a like, lot spookier than the other ones, I think. Yeah, because this is, like, real. It's real. It's a real thing that happens, regardless of... We'll get into, like, more um, psychological shit that goes along with it. But, like, it's it's a real thing that happens. And whenever I talk to people about, like, scary movies, they get the most scared by movies that deal with... Exorcisms. Mm. More so than, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Because, like, yeah. this, this could happen. Yeah, and it has happened a lot of times. Yup. Yeah. So today's topic is exorcisms. And do you want to tell them the format? Yeah, so we're going to start with uh, like interesting facts and like, you know, talking about exorcisms. And then we'll get into the story of the exorcism of Annalise Michelle, which is the real story that became the film The Exorcism of Emily Rose, which I've never seen that movie because so I can't do those like really, really. Spooky ones like that. That one's, like, very uncomfortable, too. Yeah. Very scary. Is it, like, ring scary or, like, the ring scary? Is it more, like, Texas Chainsaw? Because I can't do, like, movies like Saw or Hostel. But I can do movies like Sixth Sense. Or... It's literally, like, the modern-day version of The Exorcist. Oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the Exorcist <laughs> to this day, and we'll talk about that, too. But, like, for the budget that they had in, what oh, what is that, the 70s? Yeah. Is just in crazy. Like, it's still terrifying when you watch it. It's, oh my god, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's incredible, but it's so fucking scary, and it's probably the scariest movie that ever came out up to that date. Yeah. I don't know the exact release date, but it was in the 70s. Yeah. Um, and to have a little girl playing such a, like, a role that was never played before, <laughs> and having her say sing- those things, and then... You know, masturbate with a crucifix. Or no, not a crucifix. Is that what it? Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. what it is? Is the cross called a crucifix? Oh, uh, when it has Jesus Christ on it, I think. Okay. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know. I religion. think it, 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 like those things that people. Oh, I thought you had one on your wall. Like that's. <laughs> no, that's a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, that's a really weird flex for you to have a crucifix on your wall. But it's what it's like. Those things that people hang up or um, show on their homes. To, the crucifix is with Jesus on it. Okay. Where he's nailed to the... Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was crucified. Yeah, that's called a crucifixion. Yeah. Okay, I understand <laughs> now. The, the fucking more you know. <laughs> PSA moment. <laughs> if we're wrong about any of this, I always speak like I'm like the most educated person <laughs> on any topic and I'm not. <laughs> and I'm so confident that people believe me. Yeah, that's good. Well, well <laughs> if you're going to be a con artist, sure, you got to have that confidence. Oh, no. But this is why people, like, when you're at, when you're at your job, like, people will be like, oh my god, is she being serious? Is she joking? Because the things that you'll say. Yeah, like, I convinced everyone at work that I hunt Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said that before on the podcast. <laughs> but I convince people weird shit like that. Yeah. And then everyone's like, I never know if you're being serious. 
I'm like, well, <laughs> me either. <laughs> it's good. Like, keep them guessing, you know. Exactly. Yep. Keep, then that way they have to listen to the podcast. As they fucking should. They should want to. Well, duh. I mean, why wouldn't you? Wake up, uh, sheeple. <laughs> a special shout out to Tom. Tom Hart. Because, <laughs> Tay, I, I may not be at the bar, but I'm with you in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's probably made it through this much of the podcast. He'll listen and be like, I've only made it through like 13 minutes today. Really like when you talk about the Joker. Really like it. And I'm like, oh my God, it's so nice. Thank you. <laughs> it is. It's it's just like you can appreciate it because somebody else is appreciating. And then, you know, you told me that he's like, oh, you know, you guys do a lot of research. So we do do a lot of research. We do. Um, It's fun. I think that's one of the most fun parts because it's like, we're not in school anymore. And I mean, not that you learn this shit in school, but exactly. You don't learn this shit in school. So it's like you're studying, but for shit that you actually care about. Yeah, and things that you're interested in. And, you know, you have to keep learning throughout your life. Like, you don't just go to, like, go from high school to college and then, like, that's it. Exactly. You know? It's like you have to constantly keep educating yourself you're a on child certain of the things. Universe. Hey, exactly. And we're just all stardust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to make it from point A to point B. <laughs> but somehow getting lost along the way. And then finding ourselves in the Ouija board, creepypastas, exorcisms, birds death. aren't real, death, death, <laughs> death, 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 sorry. Okay. Oh, but real fast, um, I wanted to talk about the movie Fractured. Have you seen it on Netflix yet? No. It just came on Netflix. It's like a Netflix original movie, and it has the lead actor from Avatar, Sam Worthington. Mm-hmm. I I was like a huge Avatar. fan of him. I was like, oh my god, he's such a little cutie. Avatar. Um, and then it has Lily Ra Rabe or Rabe. I don't know, but she's one of the actresses from American Horror Story. Okay. And they star in it, and it is such a good movie. Like. I, I'm like I want everyone to watch it. So if you're listening to this, watch Fractured on Netflix. It's so fucking good. Like you're gonna love it. Okay. You're gonna fucking love it because it has to do with like a little bit of mental illness. Not not in the way like the Joker was like talking about mental illness, but it's like he him and his family need to go into like the emergency room, and then him he like says goodbye to him his daughter and his wife in an elevator, and then he's still in like the waiting room, and then. Like, hours go by that they were supposed to be getting, like, an MRI or something like that. And then he goes to check in, and they're, they're like, oh, your family's not here. Like, nobody ever registered under that name. Ooh. And then he's like, no, no, I was just here. And then it's this whole story of, like, him trying to find his family. And then, like, you think that, like, oh, there's some shadiness going on with the hospital. Like, oh, maybe they they take people for, like, the black market. And they're, oh, like, shit. selling people's, like, organs and stuff. And then, like, there's a huge twist. It's like so fucking good and I won't want to talk about it anymore because okay. I don't want to give anything away but oh, it's so good like it's so well done okay the whole time I was like having a total boner for it pardon my French boner pardon my French <laughs> boner 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 <laughs> John Bonet oh, oh rest in peace little girl um <laughs> shame I'm not one more shameless plug before we get started what Speaking of Netflix sh- shit, um, Unbelievable. Did you watch that? The no, series? what's that? Phenomenal series. Um, 
it's like a, based on true true events of like a serial rapist. Oh. Um, and like this one girl is the first one that it happens to, I think is the first one that it happens to. Um, and pe- they don't believe her and they convince her that she's lying oh. and she's so young. Like she's so young that she's like, I don't know, I just said whatever I, th- I thought you wanted me to say. So then they're like, we have you on record saying that you made this whole thing up. How are we supposed to ever believe you? And then her whole life is just fucked up because the police department didn't listen to her the first time she came through. Oh my God. It's so, 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 so good. I binge watched it in an entire day. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. I had one of those, like, it was bad weather outside. I was like, I just want to lay in my bed, hug my Chromebook and watch something and just pick that out of nowhere not knowing what it was. Yeah. And just instantly, like, it's very hard to watch, especially for like victims of sexual assault. Yeah. um, Because it's very real. But, I mean, like, that, the first few episodes are very, very hard. But then it comes full circle, and you're like, fuck yes. Ooh, that sounds like something I'm going to need to watch. But, like, definitely know that I don't have anything else that day yeah, or, like, yeah, the yeah. next day because I'm going to have puffy eyes from crying. Oh, my God, so much. But I feel like that's that kind of shit. Like, when I watched 13 Reasons Why, yeah, it was, like, going to two years of, like, therapy for me. Like, watching that, yeah. I got, like... Like, it helped me get a lot of through, right. get through a lot of things. So I feel like watching something like that, mm-hmm. it can kind of help. But it's going to make you very emotional. But yeah. it's like, you have to feel it to heal it. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And then the way it comes around um, with, like, the female detectives helping these girls, it's just, it's it's a phenomenal, phenomenal mm. series. Okay, I'm going to have to watch that. Yeah. It's on my list. Okay. Okay. Yay! Now um, that we're done talking about Netflix. <laughs> oh, but this is really spooky because you just triggered my memory. Not, like, triggered. as in a millennial triggered. But, like, you sparked um, something in my memory. So, it was on, like, October 23rd. So, like, three days ago. Because today is the 26th. Um, I saw on, like, the Frankfurt social media page, they put out that a girl, like, a woman was running or walking on the trail by herself, and, like, a guy, like, snagged her, like, grabbed her, or whatever, um, but what, what the post said was, like, she was, like, sexually assaulted, and she had, like, kick and scream to get away, or something like that, and it was just, like, a warning, which I understand is a nice warning of being, like, ladies, please don't walk or run alone, which I get, I get to a point, and I just wanted to bring this up, because it's, like, well, A, people teach other people to, like, not rape or molest or, like, attack others. Let's start there instead yeah. of having women be like, oh, carry a gun on you or pepper spray or, like, don't don't be alone in the daylight on a nature trail. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I can't go for a walk on a nice day by myself. Right. Which they do... I'm a total believer. Don't have headphones in or, like, keep one out or something like that. Just to be aware of your surroundings. Because this is the third time that I've heard somebody getting attacked on the Old Plain Trail. Or whatever trail that it was. So fucked up. Yeah. Makes me so mad. I know. Like, it's good to be protect. Like, you know, it's good to maybe... In a dark parking lot, I'll carry my keys between my fingers. Because I just... Yeah. You know, you you gotta always kind of just be protected or whatever and be ready for any situation. It's just the fact that, like, why do I... Why do I have to walk ready to be attacked it's like how about you just don't fucking attack people right <laughs> fuck it's i don't scary. know scary it's a scary world we live in it is it really is so i mean like just if you're gonna be on a trail 
don't go when it's dark out. Yeah. I mean, they don't let you. You're not supposed to. But just, you know, maybe keep one earbud in and one out. Just be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. But it's just a nice little heads up. Like, don't live in fear, but at the same time, like, it is a wild world. Protect yourself, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a wild time right now, so. Carry pepper spray. Yeah. I don't. I don't either. Because I'm always, I used to, but I was always terrified that, like, I'll spray it in my own face or something. I know, me too. That's my thing, too. (laughs) Like, I don't know how to use it. No. So, like, look up a video how to use it. Yeah. But, I don't know. I'm scared. Yeah. But that's, like, real-life scary stuff, so we'll talk about some more real-life scary stuff. Yeah, mine Called exorcism. (laughs) (laughs) So I got some, um, I want to call them fun facts. Fun facts! (laughs) On exorcisms, because, um, they're pretty fun. (laughs) I think so. I I love me a good old exorcism. (laughs) (laughs) I had one once. Did you? No. Oh. Okay, so... Here's some facts about exorcism. <laughs> For the third time I'm saying that. <laughs> the phenomenon. Mm. Why can't I talk? I don't know. We're <laughs> so good at talking until this red light comes on. Seriously. No, we can't. Phenomenon. Phenomenon. <laughs> Phenomenon. Yeah. Of exorcism has probably existed from early times. In Greece, um... <laughs> Epicurus and Asinis were sons of women who lived by this art, and each was bitterly reproached, the one by the Stoics, the other by the... Fuck. I don't know why I don't practice. Like, I can read them in my head, but when I have to say them out loud, I don't know why I can't do it. I think that's called social anxiety. (laughs) I could be wrong. I have that. Demosthenes, for having assisted his mother in her dishonorable practices. The word exorcism comes from the Greek word exorcismos, which means binding by oath. The Vatican first issued official guidelines on exorcism in 1614. And that, so, okay, so they, the Vatican first came out <laughs> with these guidelines for exorcisms in 1614. That's a long time ago. Guess when they revised them. Probably like three years ago. <laughs> 1999. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great, the year I was born. <laughs> No, 99. Oh, 99. Great, I was 10 years old. (laughs) 20 Uh, years ago. That's 20 years ago. Ew. They were only revised 20 years ago. They were, yeah, but they were made. (laughs) They were made centuries ago. I'm not even going to try and do the math on that. No. Um, Okay. Contrary to popular belief, the practice of exercising demons is not confined solely to Roman Catholic... (laughs) I need a slap in the face. Me, 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 me. Mo, 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 mo. It's not confined solely to Roman Catholicism or the West. It is performed all around the world by every major religion. Yeah. I didn't that's know that. the thing. It's like everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I thought it was just like a Catholic thing because you see like holy water, holy water, and like that's a Catholic thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's just, just a like Christian thing. Yeah. I thought that it was only like, a, I didn't think like the Jewish faith yeah. would have something like that or... Like, the Muslim faith to have something like that. Well, that's funny that you say that. Because <laughs> my next fun fact. <laughs> Exorcism is pretty common in Judaism as well. <laughs> um, uh, first, or 
Josephus, a first century Romano-Jewish scholar, reported exorcisms performed by administering poisonous root extracts, in, which seems a lot less, like, harsh as, like, the Christian ones. So they're just like, <laughs> get out of her! Get out! You know what I mean? And they, like, tie you to the bed. Yeah. I don't know if they actually do, do that. <laughs> I'm very... Thinking of the, the movie The Exorcist. <laughs> well, no, the, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll get to that. Because that does come down the road. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Rabbi Yehuda, <laughs> sorry if your name's Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda Fataya authored the book Minchat Yehuda, which deals extensively with exorcism, his experience with possessed people and other subjects in Jewish thought. Um, okay, according to the Catholic Church, after the exorcism has been finished, the person possessed feels a kind of release of guilt and feels reborn and freed of sin. Unfortunately for the patient, not all exorcisms are successful for the first time, and it could take days, weeks, or even months of constant prayer and exorcism. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the exorcism of Annalise Michelle. It's so many. Oh, I can't wait. I know, it's good. Um... In addition to these Vatican-sanctioned exorcists, there are hundreds of self-styled exorcists around the world. Mm. In 2005, a young nun in Romania died at the hands of a priest during an exorcism after being bound to a cross, gagged, and left for days without food or water in an effort to expel demons. That just sounds like cruel and unusual punishment. That sounds like a sadistic priest. Yeah. That's fucked up. Demonic possession is not a valid psychiatric or medical diagnosis, and it's not recognized by either the the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders or the International Statistical Classification of Diseases and Related Health Problems. So pretty much it's just not, like, like, medically, like, modern medicine does not recognize it. Exactly. It's just completely ruled out by anything but, like, churches. Yeah. Or people that are religious or um, spiritual. Which I believe is with the Catholic Church, that's the only time that they'll, that they really, like, believe in something kind of, like, supernatural-ish, you know what I mean? But then, like, think of the... (laughs) But I mean, like, if you're saying that there was immaculate concept, the whole thing is just sounds like magic or alien (laughs) technology. Ancient aliens. Aliens. (laughs) Um, Ancient alien theorists believe. It's <laughs> my favorite. Psychiatry's official view on demonic possession is that the symptoms attributed to the possessed, or the patient, are associated with physical or mental illnesses such as hysteria, mania, psychosis, Tourette's syndrome, epilepsy, schizophrenia. I almost said schizophrenia because I heard it said one time like that and I really liked it, but I but I didn't. Okay, but then I did. But then you did. <laughs> <laughs> Dissociative identity disorder, even rare cases cases of autism, which I th- think that happens in this case, the case you're going to... Autism? Not autism, but like mental... Oh, yeah, like, like psychosis. Aut- yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of autism, <laughs> in 2003... An autistic eight-year-old boy in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, was killed during an exorcism by church members who blamed an invading demon for his disability. Shut the fuck up. Wow. What would Jesus do? That's like when like when Christians are like, pray the gay away. Like, get that get oh, out of life. There's actually something in here about like, that. Like, no. I, what? 
hey, and everybody, what would Jesus do? Not that. Yeah, he hung out with prostitutes and leopards. I said leopards. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> what Bible are you reading? <laughs> he just like rode on the back of leopards and like cheetahs and shit. <laughs> We're going to make a Je- We just made a Jesus fanfic. <laughs> okay. I bet there's one person so offended right now. Me too. And they show Tom Hart. <laughs> Nonsense. Hi, <laughs> That's when he says, now nah, they're talking nonsense when he shuts us off. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, signs of demonic possession include superhuman strength, aversion to holy water, and the ability to speak in unknown languages. Mm-hmm. That's what always gets me is when they just start speaking in like, um, what's the, what, what, like Latin. La- oh, yeah, Latin. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. it and it sounds like somebody else. It's a, it's, it's like, talk- yeah, it's like, me talk about your pajama. <laughs> what did she say in the act? Lick me. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Other potential signs of demonic possession include spitting, cursing, and excessive masturbation. Okay. So okay. I think I'm possessed. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, next. Hey, any single guys out there? I've got somebody to matchmake with you. Fuck me. Fuck me. Fuck me. Oh my god. I'm so sorry, everyone. You're just listening to us laugh. It's just, well, hopefully they're laughing with us. Or they're hitting like the skip 30 seconds. To hear us no! Don't skip through us. So but I understand. I get it. I get it. Especially this old cackle. At least I didn't snort this time. Last night at work, I snorted while I laughed, and I heard someone go, she snorted. (laughs) I was like, I did. Yeah, thanks for bringing attention. Now I'm very self-conscious about it, and you're just adding into my mental illness. Leave me alone. Anxiety, it's real. Okay, next. We're almost done. What most... Then we'll Let's get just into- get through this. <laughs> fuck me, fuck me. <laughs> then we'll get into the real nitty-gritty. <laughs> what most religious circles probably ignore is that there's a form of man- mania. Mania? Yeah. <laughs> so why does that happen? I don't know. Dude, that's You could something. be dyslexic. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Called demon ma- demonomania. Or demono- demonopathy. I don't know where the emphasis goes on... Oh gosh! The patient believes he or she is possessed by one or more demons. The illusion that exorcism works on people experiencing symptoms of possession is attributed by some to the placebo effect and the power of suggestion. Some cases suggest that supposedly possessed persons are actually narcissists or are suffering from low self-esteem and act demonically possessed to gain attention. Well, everyone wants attention in life, no matter what it is that that's you're not, doing. That's not how I would choose to get it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't either. But, you know when people say that, like, oh, people who, like, cut their wrists are just, like, seek, like they're just attention-seeking. Yes. or like That's exactly what that is. And it's like, no, fuck you. And sometimes, you know what? 
you're in such a low place that you do want to seek attention because you're you're seeking yeah. help. Right. You're, it's a cry for help. Right. So shut the fuck up. Exactly. And that's what happens in that show I was talking about, too. It's like, she's just an attention seeker. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. In 1975, 31-year-old Michael Taylor was exercised at St. Thomas Church in Barnsley, England, but went home possessed with the devil and brutally murdered his wife. He was found guilty, but not insane. Oh, he was found guilty, <laughs> but insane. Mm, so he didn't have to go to prison? Mm-hmm. I feel like that happens a lot where they plead insanity, so then they don't have to go to prison. But, like, you're going to a mental ward. Like, it's the Joker. <laughs> that happened to him. I don't, it's like, which is worse? Seriously, probably the mental facility. Because they're, but, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. know. Well, there's a lot of abuse in either one that you're yeah. going to. But... One, you're getting drugs, so I'd rather be drugged up mm-hmm. and, like, totally numb than, like, be... But it depends on what kind of jail you're going to. Like, are you going to one of those, like, oh, I, like, did tax evasion kind of prisons? Not or you murdered your wife. Tr- oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> I forgot why I was going to jail. <laughs> I'm going to hang out with Mike the Situation. <laughs> I hear he's doing really well. That makes me happy. I guess. Nah. Asshole. Um, in case you didn't know, some priests perform, here we go, gay exorcisms as well, Woo! which are pretty similar to demonic ones. In gay ver- in the gay version, the exorcist evicts homosexual demons or other spiritual entities from an, an LGBT individual. Mm-mm. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. On Christmas Day 2010 in London, England, a 14-year-old boy named Christy Bamu was beaten and drowned by relatives trying to exercise an evil spirit from him. So that's like the self-serve exorcism. Like, it's the relatives, and they're like... He was probably had a... Fu- probably like autistic or something. Yeah. Fuck you. After attending 50 exorcisms as research for his book, American Exorcism, Expelling Demons, in the Land of Plenty... Michael Cuneo stated that he never saw anything supernatural natural or unexplainable. No levitation, spinning heads, or deman- demonic stretch marks, scratch marks appearing on anyone's faces, but that he saw many emotionally troubled people on both sides of the ritual. Both sides of the ritual. Exorcism's greatest cultural influence obviously comes from the classic film The Exorcist. In... In the weeks after the film was released in 1974, a Boston Catholic church center uh, received daily requests daily requests for exorcisms. The script was written by William Peter Blatty, adapted from his best-selling 1971 novel of the same name. Um, Christian evangelist Billy Graham claimed an actual demon was living inside the celluloid reels of this movie. And that's what I'm going to get into after at the very end of this episode is like, weird shit that happened after The Exorcist came out to people involved in the movie and on the set. Um, So if you're interested in that, stay fucking tuned. Stick around, please. Last three facts. Father Gabriel Amorth is the Roman Catholic Church's most prolific exorcist, reportedly performing the ritual over 100,000 times. What's more interesting about him, however, is that he considers the Harry Potter books and films to be satanic propaganda. Well, I mean... They're banned from, like... Lots of schools yeah. because of that. That's crazy. Suck a fuck. Suck, Suck a fuck. Suck a f- big fat fuck. Mother Teresa allegedly underwent an exorcism late in life under the direction of the Archbishop of Calcutta, Henry de, S- de Souza. 
After he noticed, she seemed to be extremely agitated in her sleep and feared she might be under the attack of an evil one. She, I didn't know Mother Teresa had an exorcism. No. Um, oh, I'm not going to read this one. This one is about... <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a little... It's like three-sentence summary, but there's no point in reading it. Okay. Because we're going to get into that. Well, we're going to get into it. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a break. And when you come back, or when we come back. <laughs> when we all come back. When we all come back, get ready to learn about an exorcism. Yeah. Bye. See you soon. Exorcism of <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sick of us going. Hi, welcome we back. Do. I'm like, I'm just gonna jump right into it. The Exorcism of Annalise Michelle. So again, this is the real story, which became the film The Exorcism of Emily Rose, and then it's the one of the few demonic possessions that actually went to court. So like, it's a real thing. Yeah, you know, it's not just like, oh, she was kind of like a whiny brat that just wanted attention. Yeah. I don't think so. Um, so, Annalise was born in 1952 in the small town of Klingenberg, Germany. She was raised a strict Catholic, and she was described as a very bright and likable girl. On September of 1968, when she was 16 years old, Annalise experienced her first episode of losing consciousness. Later that night, she felt like someone was pressing down on her chest, pinning her to her bed. Mm. Right? That's kind of creepy. Oh, I got goosebumps. Which, I mean, that kind of sounds like sleep paralysis a little bit. Yeah. But that has to be happening when you're actually sleeping. Yeah. But I've also experienced such bad anxiety where it feels like someone's sitting on my chest, too. Yeah, because you can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I've never really lost consciousness, so... Unless you're talking about when I've been, like, blackout drunk. (laughs) (laughs) That's a little different than this. (laughs) To cure my social anxiety, I get blackout drunk. And then I turn into a demon, and then... <laughs> Literally. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, but then, 11 months later, in August of 1969, Annalise experiences another episode. Her mother took her to see their family doctor, Dr. Voigt, and neurologist, Dr. Luffy. They examined, and they ran an EEG brain scan, but they found nothing wrong. Um, but they, um, they had a hypothesis... That it just could be, like, seizures. Right. But that's just a hypothesis, Uh, again. So it's nothing, like, set in stone. Right. Which is a lot of, like, especially, like, initial doctor visits. It's just, like, it could be this. Yeah. Like, WebMD. Could be this, this. Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) you have cancer. You might as well get your coffin. Yeah. And this is, you know, like, 1969, so it's not where we are today with modern medicine. But it's also, like, they had a pretty good... I mean, yeah, my yeah, grandma yeah. had, like, brain surgery in, like, the 70s or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which, when I realized that, I was like, oh, my God, they did brain surgery back then? <laughs> yeah. All the way back then in the ancient times? Damn. <laughs> in the 70s. In the 70s. Oh, my God. When everyone was on drugs. This well, is, might be our most offensive episode to date. <laughs> Just offending Catholic Church. Everyone. Anyone born. I'm offending family. myself. Me too. Always. Okay, Always. keep going. <laughs> Um, but then over the next three years, she experiences two more similar episodes. 
She's also been prescribed some heavy medications. And then, so this is the timeline of it. So episode one was in 1968. A year later, she has episode two in 1969, which the brain scan came back normal. Then in 1970, she has episode three, which she's prescribed an anti-convulsant, you know, for like having convulsions. And then episode four in 1972, she was prescribed an anti-seizure medication called Dilantin. And on both occasions of episode three and four, her scans came back normal. However, there were some irregular patterns, but nothing definitively explain her symptoms. Okay. So they were just like, there's some weirdness to the patterns here, but nothing that they can be like, oh, it's this or it's that. Or they're just like, oh, that's kind of weird. Because they're like inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the spring of 1973... Annalise took a turn for the worst. The worst. (laughs) For the worst. (laughs) She began to hear knocking sounds around her bedroom. Sounds that her sisters would hear, too. So there's more than one person hearing this. So there's, you know, there's... What would that just be? Like, eyewitnesses, I guess, to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But then even more alarming, she heard a voice damning her to hell. Shut up. Yeah. Did you say if it was, like, not that it matters, a woman or a man... I'm just trying to visualize it. I would just guess that it would be more go, masculine. You're going to hell. You're, They're all go, kind of Go masculine. to hell, you bitch. <laughs> Fuck me. Fuck <laughs> uh, Oh, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. Her mother was rattled when she saw Annalise staring at a statue of the Virgin Mary with, quote, jet black eyes, unquote, and, quote, hands that turned into thick paws with claws, unquote. Wait. <laughs> so they're like out in public <laughs> well this would be like in the home I think a statue well like you know like my, oh my grandma has like statues of mother like the virgin mary holding baby jesus and stuff in her house oh okay and they're really strict catholics in the 70s right 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 and in, in Germany. Germany yeah so um she's staring at a statue her eyes turn <laughs> jet black I like that a lot the paws the pa- so she, she her hands Quote, hands that turned into thick paws with claws. Unquote. I really like that. Right? Like, I'm trying to envision it. Just, like, the metamorphosis of, like, growing big, like, like you're a werewolf or whatever. What do you do if you see your daughter and she just has demon claws and black eyes staring oh at my the Virgin God. Mary statue? You have to take her out back and... Old yeller. <laughs> Put her out of her misery. Oh, God. And honestly, they probably should have done that to Annalise because it gets a lot worse from here. (laughs) So that was in the spring of 1973. And then in September, in the fall of 1973, Annalise saw Dr. Luthi, the neurologist, again. And she described horrific visions of demon faces that were tormenting her. She stated, quote, the devil was inside her, quote. And And then get this. She, or like everyone reported smelling of something with the aroma of burnt feces. A stench many around her reported smelling at later times. Ew. I know, gross, right? Ew, 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 ew. Like, oh my god, ew. Burnt feces. Like, burnt poo. (laughs) Poo on fire. With a little bit of... It is on fire. (laughs) God. That's what Courtney, like, waits for, though. She said (laughs) it's for us to do the sing-song part. That one's for you, Courtney. Um... 
But around this time, Annalise's mother described these occurrences to Dr. Luthi, who, according to Mrs. Michelle, advised the family to consult a Jesuit, which, if you don't know what that is, it's a, re- a religious official, which I didn't know what that was. I thought that sounds more, like, Jewish to me. Yeah, me too. And I don't mean that offensively in any way, but, like, when I heard the word Jesuit, I was like, I just thought of, like, an Orthodox Judaism. Jew, kind of. Yeah, I, I agree. But it's a religious official. <laughs> We need to stop talking. Okay, no, <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm just keep really going. vilifying ourselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, so, she's saying that he advised the family to seek a religious official, but then this is a claim that Dr. Luthi would later deny. Um, the family searched for a priest, and then they came to Father Alt. <laughs> and, God, I wrote this down. This is such a bad joke, but I was like, I have to put it in. It's so funny. I was definitely under the influence at the moment. Um, but you know how exorcism are like, the power of Christ compels you. Yeah. The power of Christ compels you. Father Alt would be like, control, alt, delete. Control, Stop. alt, delete. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you. I wrote that down. <laughs> I was like, making me so proud. <laughs> I was like, this is so good. I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. Control, alt, delete, Satan. Control, alt, delete. <laughs> Why isn't it working? <laughs> Shut it off and back on. Because <laughs> you hit it a couple times. <laughs> that hard drive is for us. <laughs> In November of 1973, Annalise meets with Freddy... Fre- Freddy Krueger? <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, come with me. Uh, no, she meets with Fred- Fredrian. I don't know what that means, but like Freudian or Fredrian psychiatrist. Oh, probably Freudian. Yeah, I spelled it wrong. Sigmund I put Fredrian. <laughs> Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud. Uh, psychiatrist who diagnosed her with, quote, neurotic with possible epilepsy, quote. Um, another neurologist finds, quote, epileptic patterns, unquote, and took her off Dilantin and onto Tegretol, which is a way much stronger drug. And all along, she might not be epileptic, but they're giving her these, like, really powerful drugs. And she's, like, 18 years old maybe at this time. Maybe, like, 19. Yeah. Um, Two years later, in July of 1975, her extremely odd behavior worsened. She barely slept. She prayed fervently all night. And then, this is really gross, she ate spiders and flies. And girl. And then this reminds me of that part where you're like, lick me. (laughs) She even licked up her own urine off the floor. That's not attention seeking. <laughs> Maybe it is. I don't know. But I'm like, that's demonic for oh my sure. God. I'm gagging. Right? And then she destroyed groceries, crucifixes, and holy pictures off the walls, which is the advert the aversion. That's a sign of possession, is the aversion to the sacred. Right. Right, right, right. Um where was I? Oh, she showed strength that was cl- quote, close to superhuman. Another thing that yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, for instance, throwing her sister across the room, quote, as if she was a rag doll, unquote. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this girl is, like, 18 years old. You know, she's just, like, a little thing. She's not a pro wrestler, you know? Right. <laughs> like, she's not a big, big dude. Um, like, threw her, like, fl- like, flung her across the room. Oh my god, that's literally horrifying. Like, imagining <laughs> all this in my head. Like, she's eating spiders, she's looking at her piss, she's throwing her... Like, what? And then, yeah, like, imagine being her family, 
and having like you're to the live mom. with that person. Yeah, and then you're like, oh my god, my daughter, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and it sounds fucked up, but it's like, I, I'd be so scared, but like, I, how do you help that? I know. And then you're like, is this just a phase they're going through? Is this like <laughs> teenage rebellion? Too much My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> Not okay, I promise. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. She was even seen squeezing an apple with one hand until, quote, fragments exploded around the room, unquote. Which is impossible. And then I watched uh, two guys that you and I both, like, watched their video on this. He, like, tried to do it with both of his hands, like, trying to crush it. Yeah, because he was like, I could do that, I could do that. So he gave him an apple, and then he tries it, and then he's, like, using two hands in the... The one guy's like, you said that you could do it with one hand, and he couldn't even do it, too. Yeah. There's no way. But then... Maybe the apples. Maybe it was like a crab apple. It's like a really tiny (laughs) apple. Or like a rotting apple already. Yeah. Or this is just a story to like further their side of like what happened, which we'll get into. Of like, especially when it goes to court and then like the laws, the law comes into play. Um, A priest named Father Rodrick expert on exorcisms, was convinced she was possessed. After speaking with a bishop, an exorcism was officially approved. And then this would be carried out by Father Renz on September 24th of 1975. The first exorcism was performed. He allowed some of the exorcism to be recorded. You're going to find this really interesting. 42 recordings were made in total. 42? And he said some of the exorcisms were recorded. So that's only some of them, and that's 42. That's a lot. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, I don't have the recording of this, so I'm just going to do the best that I can to, like, give you, to give you what she sounded like. You're going to crack up, so. You're going to, you're going to imitate it? I'm going to try to imitate it. But, like, when I was listening to the recording on somebody else's, like, video that they did on this case, um... She's speaking in yeah. She's speaking in Latin, so y- you wouldn't even be able to understand what she's saying. Anyway, sounds like a grown ass woman, like or like a gr- like a like a man yeah. like speaking through her. Because you know, think about it. She's like a little like eight. I'm an eighteen year old girl. Like yeah. you know, think about what an eighteen year old girl would sound like. And then <laughs> I might not do it the whole time, but I'm gonna do the best that I can. Yes. So she was saying oh, like, <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know this would be happening. <laughs> so excited. I'm sweating. Um. I have the right to be this in this woman. I will carry this brat so long until she croaks. No, this is the best. This dumbass bitch. (laughs) And then they're screaming and it's like, (laughs) and then it goes, for us, there is no coming back. Never for all eternity. And then the priest says, say your name. And Annalise says, I, Judas, Narrow, Cain, and Hitler. That's five of us. What? <laughs> Hitler? <laughs> and that's how she says it. Like that little German accent. She's like, and Hitler. So she says, that's five of us. And the priest says, who's the six? And she goes, we lied about him. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning Lucifer. <laughs> I'm sweating so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. 
I can't wait to I, listen back to that. I, <laughs> I hate myself. I'm so glad that I have it, like, that we record, and it goes to my phone. <laughs> I'm going to play that for people. <laughs> that was the best thing in the entire world. I'm so happy you did that. Because <laughs> I should be an actress. Holy shit. <laughs> Knowing that they, there was the recording, I was going to suggest that we play it, but that's so much better. <laughs> I thought about that, too, and I was like, let me, <laughs> and hit that. <laughs> But think about it, she says she says I Judas, which is the guy who betrayed Caesar, right? No. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Stop it, stop it, stop. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Jesus. I'm gonna put in my pants. <laughs> he betrayed at two brute. Is that what you're thinking of? Yeah, I think he betrayed Jesus, not Caesar. Okay, so the one that killed Jesus, or not killed, I mean betrayed. Oh my god, I need to do more research. I'm crying. Nero, which I remember hearing about Nero, but I don't know the story of Nero. Me either. And then Cain, which is Abel and Cain, and Cain was the bad brother. Yes, the bad one. And then Hitler, I mean... Mussolini, <laughs> Stalin. <laughs> what about the other one? George W. Bush. <laughs> we Donald about him. Donald Trump. <laughs> and a junior too. <laughs> oh my god! I haven't laughed that hard that I've cried. In Kanye so West. <laughs> oh fuck it. <laughs> Chris Jenner. <laughs> I hope people are still listening. Please tell me you're still listening. That was, <laughs> this is the funniest episode. <laughs> and it's so fucked up. <laughs> Chris Jenner. <laughs> Rise and shine. Rise and sh- Did she create that? Um, or is that somebody else's? Kylie? Yeah, because she created a song out of it or yeah, something. Yeah, now she trademarked <laughs> that phrase. Rise <laughs> Fuck. Man, making billions no matter what so you do. I'm so happy in this moment that you just impersonated a possessed little girl. I, this is why I'm like, I should go into acting because... That was... Because I was literally had my face in my hands and in my sweater because I was laughing so hard and I didn't want Taylor to make eye contact with me because she would lose her concentration. <laughs> so me, like, convulsing and laughing so hard, she stuck to it. And I'm I, very proud of you. I was very dedicated. Oh, I tried. I couldn't. I couldn't control that. <laughs> that was really good. Okay, well, I feel like this is even more... Interesting. Oh, I thought you were going to say funny. <laughs> and I was like, come on. <laughs> the Hitler part was pretty funny. And Hitler. And Hitler! <laughs> that was my probably my favorite. <laughs> it's like the crew's all here! Squad up! <laughs> Gang's all here! <laughs> Squad roll out! <laughs> <coughs> swag, 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 swag. Oh, uh, okay. So. Gang's all here. <laughs> the gang's all here. <laughs> We lied about it. <laughs> um, oh, so Annalise even named Fleischman as one of her demons. And this 
and she gave accurate details of the real Valentin Fleischmann, who was a priest in the 1500s who was kicked out of the church for bad behavior. So he was an excommunicated priest. Oh. Because he was doing bad things. I'm not sure what he was doing. In the 1500s? 1500s. And this is not, how the fuck would you know about that? Exactly. This yeah. isn't something that, like, I feel like you, you learn about. Like, every just normal Catholic or Christian somebody would just, like, know yeah. in their, like, Bible studies or something. I feel like this is more hidden, probably. For sure. But then again, I have no idea. Because she probably started talking about it and people are like, who's that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or unless the priests were like, oh. Well, uh, these details came as an icy shock to Father Renz, who was doing the exorcism. Um, and he said, he was like, I, he claims that Annalise would have no way of knowing who Fleshman, Fleshman was. He was like a bad guy. Bad so dog. Now he's like, because he's an excommunicated priest, he's now like a demon or whatever. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. shit. Right? I don't know. Ew. Uh, but I just put down like... You already said some signs of possession, and then these are the ones, like, which she had, right. which are signs of possession. So, she had aversion to the sacred, which is, you know, if you walk into a church, your eyes are going to roll in the back of your head, and, like, you start to convulse, and, like, you can't look at crucifixes or, like, rosaries or whatever. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I went into the Vatican, and it's just like, like, I can't be here. Also, let me into your secret fault. Please. I want to know. Pope. Pope. Give me the scriptures. Um, but then knowledge of hidden things, you know, like Fle uh, Fleischmann. Yeah. Or like in the exorcist, you know, she says some things that like only the priest would like would have known about right. himself or whatever. Inordate physical strength and then the epileptic seizures. Um, in May of 1976, Annalise got a lot worse. She started banging her head against walls biting herself and others to the point where her family had to tie her tie her up to prevent her from hurting herself. Despite being frail and weighing under 80 pounds, she exhibited great strength. In June of 1976, her entire face was sunk in. She refused doctor visits, even with a high fever. On June 30th of 1976, Annalise had another exorcism saying, quote, please, absolution. Unquote. Aww. I know. Oh my god. Then so sad. the next morning, her family went up to her bedroom and found her dead. Despite seeking medical attention early or despite seeking medical attention early on, she refused to seek medical attention until the end, as she and her family ultimately placed all faith on the recovery into the exorcisms. She died of starvation at the age of twenty-three. After 67 exorcisms. Fuck that. Right? She's just not eating and she's going through these like intense, intense physical, physically draining. And mentally exorcism. draining. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, if yeah, somebody yeah. was standing over you time after time being like, you're dumb, you're dumb. This is just an example. Like, you're dumb, you're dumb, you're dumb, you're dumb. You're going to start being like. You know what? I think I am dumb. I am yeah, dumb. I am dumb. You're right. I'm, I am. So I mean, like, okay, I'll, I'll, we'll get there in just a moment because I kind of want to brush up on like, if it's kind of more of an influenced thing that she was kind of going along with like Stockholm syndrome or whatever. Right. Um, but she was weighing only sixty-eight pounds at the time of her death at the age of twenty-three. Sixty-eight pounds. Sixty-eight pounds. Oh my god, my body hurts for her. Right. After her death, her parents and two priests were accused of negligent homicide. Her beliefs of being possessed predated all the exorcisms and priests. 
for those thinking that this was some sort of like, because I was thinking, okay, maybe this is almost Munchausen by proxy kind of thing, or um, that's like when parents tell their kids that they're sick. Um, yeah. There's that one case that I want us to do sometime where the mom was like putting her on all these medications and she was like, oh, she's she's handicapped, she can't walk. And the girl was like totally healthy, but she believed that she couldn't walk because her that's all she knew growing up. So that's like Munchausen's by proxy. Um, where you start, you just force somebody to believe that there's something wrong with them. Or if it was like Stockholm Syndrome sort of thing. Uh, but again, she was saying that she felt like she was possessed by the devil before there was any sort of talk about exorcisms or priests or right. anything like that. Right. Or even like a doctor, it happened in the doctor's visit when she's just like, hey, I'm losing consciousness. Yeah. And she could have started hearing the knocking and was like, smelling shit. Literally. <laughs> she smelled like shit. Yeah. Which is, I, I'm sure that they were bathing her at the time. Um, and the case went to trial in 1978, and what follows are the two sides of the case. So first is the position of defense. They presented eyewitness accounts and testimonials and formally submitted the recordings as proof of the possession, an idea the court did not take seriously. From a non-religious standpoint, the defense argues Annalise permitted to deny medical treatment as her lawful right. Medical attention could have included tranquilizing, force-feeding, and electric shock therapy, quote, all presumably against her will, unquote. Family friend Thea Hine recalled in her testimony that in 1976, a few months before Annalise's death, Annalise reportedly, quote, begged on her knees, unquote, for Hein to not suggest medical attention to anyone. Father Alt took, or, yeah, Father Alt looked for medical help towards the end. On May 30th, his friend, Dr. Richard Roth, visited Annalise. He claims it was scientific curiosity and not, he, like, he, he was claiming that he went Shut there up. for scientific curiosity and not as a physician. What? Then... In his visit, he claims that she had no external injuries, but Father Renz noted she had several bruises, swollen cheek, and black eyes. So, like, very what? contradicting, uh, like, claims, you yeah. know? Like, oh, no, she's totally fine over here, and I'm not here as a physician. I just want to check some weird shit out, you know? That's fucked up. That's fucked up. If I went into that and I was a doctor, and maybe, yeah, I was just kind of like, hey, I want to see this. Yeah. And then I'm seeing what's going on. I'm going to be like, all right, like, let me step in or exactly. something. So very weird. Um, Dr. Roth also denied saying, quote, there are no injections against the devil, unquote. And I'm not really sure what that means. Um, there are no injections against the devil. Because oh. she was possessed. Like, there's no medicine that could have helped her. Okay. No, I understand. I think. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like, there's no medicine that I could yeah. give her that's going to protect you against the devil. Right. Okay. Um, I mean, well, then, sure, curiosity, then, if you can't do anything. But curiously, despite the alleged epileptic attacks, her autopsy revealed Annalise had a healthy brain with no damage that would cause epileptic seizures, quote, not even on a microscopic level, unquote. That's not. Yeah, because that's shit you're going to see. Exactly. Um, even more curious, the court's non-consideration of facts 
such as her pupils being unusually dilated and unusual absence of ulcers on her body, which is frequently found in the victims of starvation. You like what? ulcers all over and your she body. Had none? She didn't have any. So I don't know. I totally believe there was there's something in her. There's for something. sure. That's so scary. And, yeah. And that's going over the span of like a couple years. Yeah. Like a few years. You can't keep up just attention seeking fib for that long and that intense and then be like oh you know what now I gotta eat some spiders like to get them to believe me or like I gotta lick up my own piss and weigh 68 pounds and not eat my favorite foods or whatever so uncomfortable right but now we get to the position of the prosecution which argued she had epilepsy and psychosis and her parents and two priests were liable for failing to act to save her life Defense tore down notions of possession, questioned the credibility of Father Alt with a conclusion from two experts that Father Alt showed signs of schizophrenia. So, Hmm. right, interesting. Okay. They also argued that the medications given suppressed the epilepsy-like seizures and argued that the suppression turned into a delusional psychosis associated with epilepsy. (sighs) I'm like, I don't know how medication works, but maybe. Like, I don't know. That's weird. It's like my jaw's on the floor. They argue that her psychosis was exasperated by the exorcisms, which only played into her fantasy. However, like I said before, it was noted that she often, or that, um, that that could be like a Stockholm Syndrome. Like if, you know... The psychosis, her psychosis could be exacerbated if people are constantly being like, you have a demon in you, you have a demon in you, we're exercising you. Yeah. But then, and then I found this interesting, however, it was noted that she often behaved normally between exorcisms. So it's like, what? Excuse me, what? 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 It's unclear if the medications stopped the seizures or if they actually stopped on their own. But her visions predate the alleged medical suppression. In the end, the court ruled in order of the prosecution, sentencing the four defendants to six months in prison, payment for all court costs, and then three years suspension for the two priests. Damn. Three years is a long time. That is a long time. Right? And they're just like, dude, we just want to help this girl. We're doing our job. Oh, my God. And we're the ones who are qualified to handle this kind of thing. Um... The court ruled Annalise was unable to make decisions for herself and should have been forced to submit to medical care. Felicitas D. Goodman, um, she's a doctor and an author who wrote a book, a a, a book, a book on the case, notes that the theory, notes the theories that Annalise was epileptic were presented as, quote, a statement of undisputable fact, not conjecture. As, in fact, they had been. Unquote. When people write like that, I'm always like, what do you, what, just speak <laughs> modernly. I don't know what that means. It's like Shakespeare. What are you trying to say? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like a statement of undisputable fact, not conjecture. I don't know. Whatever, moving on. Um, 
I was, then I was listening to a little brief thing with somebody talking to a priest about, like, exorcisms, you know, one who is actually ordained to hold exorcisms, and he said that they're held as, like, a last resort, so you go through, like, multiple, there's a whole thing to it, and you go through multiple doctors and then psychiatrists and all these different things, and then at last resort, you go to a priest for the exorcism. So you rule out, like, all mental disorders and yeah okay or like medications or whatever and then they were kind of looking at like the difference between like mental health and exorcisms and I don't want it that's a very touchy subject so I don't really want to get that into it um but the priest just said it's the difference is the discernment so you need to look at the root cause of the person's suffering so you know like I can look at myself and for, like, I can look at the root cause of my suffering and I go, oh, that's because of these things that happen. Exactly. It's not because there's a devil in me. Right, right, right. You know? Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's the really interesting and very, very true case of the exorcism of Annalise Michelle that that's happened intense. in the 70s. Yeah. Holy shit. And, like, the same year that The Exorcist came out. Yeah. Because you said 1976, right? Four. 1974. Well, it's like the same... Time frame. Same time frame. Yeah. That's crazy. Holy shit. I know. That's dark. That was a dark one. Yeah. And you know, some people, especially like my mom, she doesn't really like to go into like the like the dark, like yeah. low vibrational stuff, and I get that. But I'm so fascinated <laughs> by stories like this because it's like, this isn't just like, oh, like a slender man... Exactly. Like modern myth or whatever... It's like, this is something that happened to a real girl, a real family, and she died. Yeah. And then people went to jail. Yeah. It's a real story. Real story. Not a myth. I mean, regardless of whether you believe in exorcisms and possessions and whatnot, this is a real thing. Like, look at the, all those facts that I read where people have died from this shit, too. You yeah. You know what I mean? And then now, gay people are being exercised. Oh, my God. It's so... It's a real thing. People genuinely believe that they have a demon inside of them. So sad. So sad. So demon in you. Just live your life, queen. And don't let anyone try to exercise you. I mean, go exercise because it's healthy for you, but don't go... Exercise. But not exorcism. (laughs) Don't get an exorcism. Uh, Um, All right, so you've got some really interesting things that we're just going to end the... End yeah. this episode with. Which is, again, kind of dark. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's true things that happen to people. And it's just mm-hmm. that, you know, it's spooky season. It's supernatural kind of time. So it's like, these are kind of supernatural things. Exactly. And the more you know, the more you know. The more yeah. You know. And then the rainbow. The more you know. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> and I'm picturing the SpongeBob. Oh. When SpongeBob does the rainbow with his hands. Mm. Oh, I cracked my back. Okay. Crack my back. Crack like, my back. Crack my back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this, um, the, the, the movie The Exorcist, it was based on the true story of a 14-year-old boy who tried to communicate with his deceased aunt using a Ouija board and instead brought forth the spirit of Lucifer <laughs> who inhabited his body, causing severe fits of violence and aggression. Uh, there's a few many reasons why so many people are afraid of the film Supposed Curse. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's a curse based, um, there's a curse. (laughs) (laughs) 
there's, there's a, a curse. curse. <laughs> there's a curse on the, the Exorcist movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sleepy. Um, the set for the house in which the Exorcist was filmed burnt to the ground during the filming. The only room that remained unaffected by the tragedy was Reagan, who's the main character, the little girl that gets possessed. Fuck was... me. <laughs> <laughs> lick me. Lick me. Bah. Reagan's bedroom. <laughs> God damn it. Where most of the possession screen or scenes took place. Um Ellen Bernstein suffered a permanent back injury as a result of the scene in which Reagan throws her character, Chris McNeil, around her bedroom. Both of the characters who die in the film's actors so there's what they're saying is both of the characters, two guys that got, died in the movie, they're actors, the actors that played them. They passed away during the film's post-production editing. Yeah, I remember hearing that, and I fucked up. And yeah. an additional set, an additional seven members of the cast and crew passed away before the film's release from both natural and unnatural causes. Okay, that's seven. a lot of people. That's nine total that worked on this movie that died. And nine is three, 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 six, which is six. But then you break down six, and really it's three, which is the devil. <laughs> an audience member at the premiere wanted to leave as she was frightened by the film's imagery. On her way out, she tripped on the steps and broke her jaw. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> Billy Graham, an evangelist who worked on the set, believed that a demon lived within the celluloid reels of the film. Many speculate that as a result of the film, Billy Graham converted to Satanism and that he became an active member of the Illuminati an alleged group of world leaders who are involved with less than savory activities and cover-ups. Oh, the Illuminati. <laughs> the f- Love ya. <laughs> the film was blamed for a large number of suicides in the mid-1970s due to the fact that they could not stomach what they'd seen in the movie. Wait, you're telling me people killed themselves? Like, what? Yeah. Wow. I don't have an exact number. I just have a large number. <laughs> that's insane that people are like, that's such a scary movie that, like, I can't live anymore. I'm going to kill myself. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Sorry. I just, I was, like, so shocked. I'm shook. I'm shook. <laughs> there are many films, especially films depicting possession and demonic involvement, that have been labeled as cursed, but none necessarily as severe as The Exorcist. The members of the public who were affected by this alleged curse occurred as a direct result of the graphic nature of the film. However, it was, rele- was released over 40 years ago, so luckily it is doubtful that the modern viewers would have to go so far as to commit suicide to escape the visuals. That being said, it cannot be denied that the history of this film is eerie at best. It's also important to note that no one has actually been injured as a result of watching The Exorcist since the 1970s, so don't worry too much if you haven't seen the movie. It seems that audiences are safe. For now. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked up. It's, I think, I mean, obviously, like, the people dying sucks and it's scary and whatever, but, like, this, the house burned down except for the room where the exorcisms were held. That's crazy. That's insane. I don't know. I don't want to say, like, I believe in, like, devils and demons and stuff, but, like, I do believe in the balance of, like, good and evil. For sure. And I kind of believe, I'm not saying that I'm right, and I'm not saying that I'm wrong, but I believe, at least right now, that, like, there's different realms and, like, dimensions, and there's obviously more than just us homo sapiens and, like, whatever on this planet. Like, 
there's intelligent life that's like lower on the consciousness level than us or like the evolved level and then yeah. there's ones that are way more evolved than us and I don't know I just feel like there's there's something there there's and again I'm not saying it. like God and the devil and it's like a feud between them but it's like there's something there that I feel like energetically creeps into people and like I don't I can't I kind of believe it I do too I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is like without saying it, I guess I believe in demons and stuff. Yeah. My mom's gonna be like, God damn it. <laughs> She's like, no wonder you're depressed. <coughs> I believe in demons. Um But I also believe in like angels and stuff. Not in like the angels well, yeah, of like you people in, flying down from the sky right. with wings. Right. But if you believe in one, you have to believe in the other. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I believe that there's like in intelligent life forms like in a different dimension that are more highly evolved that like kind of help help us I agree and even if you don't believe it it's interesting to hear about exactly it's a good spooky story and also like how do you explain like if you just look at it from a realistic kind of standpoint and scientific standpoint how do you how do how how does that happen then Can, can you can you explain it yeah I feel like there's some things in this world that you just cannot explain. They're supernatural. Exactly. Keep an open mind to it. Yeah. And then do some research. Yeah. That's it. Research like us. All day, every day. Yeah, and then start a podcast. And yeah. use the Anchor app. <laughs> <laughs> hey, losers. Hey, losers. Want to be winners like us? We need to change that because there's probably some people who are like, I'm so offended, because I don't understand their humor. We probably offended so many people in this episode. Yeah. That's okay. I'm sorry. Like, we don't mean to be offensive, but it's just, like, we we don't know that much about, like, re- religion <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> oh, we're just gonna But you know what? Like... Sometimes certain people's religions offend other people's, too. So, like, let's exactly. all just be offended and cry. You offend us, we offend you. It's fine. It's a cycle. It's a cycle of life. <laughs> It's a circle of life. We all get offended. I thought you were going to say, we all get along. Because that's what I wish. I know, me too. It's like, we all in this together. (laughs) (laughs) We are all in this together. Let's keep that in mind. Keep an open mind. And um, like us on social media. (laughs) Follow, like, subscribe, rate. And have a great Halloween, and stay safe, and don't eat any of the candy. Only if it's laced with drugs. Oh. Because then you're, you've, like, hit the Do all the drugs. Do all the drugs. Um, okay. Thank you for listening. We hope that you're able to sleep. I know this was a spooky episode. Watch some videos of kittens playing in the snow or something like that. Yeah, like Spongebob or something. Oh, fuck yeah. Watch Spongebob, dude. Yeah. Or Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold! <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one, guys. <laughs>